Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! How did this fly get in there? Somebody got a fly swatter? Yeah. Uh, it was a shot of Prairie Jesus is really what it was. It was. You'd think we, we'd be getting used to it, but it would, we, we'd never get used to it. We'd never get tired of good things happening. This life doesn't get old. No. Kristen's first it was a nice little distraction from the real world, and here we are today for a coffee session. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new week. I'm ringing the bell because it's Monday, waking you up. And we're going to have some really big news coming up on the program today and some really big guests. And at this point, we're not at liberty to divulge them. How you doing, Mouse? <laughs> I feel like I feel like Kevin Hart in Jumanji when he's like the six foot three yeah. fridge and he gets into the game and he's Mouse, the little backpack guy. <laughs> That's you. You Thank, he's thanks, been Tristan. called been called Mouse right out of the gate here today. I don't think it's going to stick. <laughs> I don't stick with you as long as that it's stuck with Connor Bedard. All right. Uh, yeah. How was your weekend? Amazing. That's Yours? good. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. We're trying to, before we get to, well, we're not going to mention who the guests are today, so hang on with that. And before we get to the quick six show topics, here's what was awesome about my weekend. And I, I can't believe that it's been just two days since we were all together. We come in here, and it's like a family of squirrels on meth. He did that. She said that. This happened. This happened. We don't accomplish anything. Nothing. But... It's like a bunch of kids at summer camp all excited to see each other, right? That's right. And Bob's your uncle. So, yeah, golf yesterday. You see that I'm wearing this special bunny hug today. It's okay to be not okay. This is from my good friend Brady Leovold, former Swift Current Bronco, Kelowna Rocket, Norfolk Admiral, who is in recovery just like me. And I was on his podcast last night, Hockey to Hell and Back. I'm just loving being back with the hockey guys. Never leaving again. It just feels so good. And uh, shout out to him. Uh, just look up. It's the Puck Support Foundation. Hockey guys helping out other hockey guys that are in trouble. And girls, if they need it. Uh, golfed at Deer Valley. Yep. And I'll just say this. I had more good shots than bad. Wow. It's progress. You've turned a corner. And yeah. golf is fun, I'm actually right? looking forward to it. I think, was that in your column when you said, it's amazing how being good at golf and being stress-free are linked together? Did you know that? I didn't know that. It's well. What I do know is when you golf bad, your stress level is extremely high. Oh yeah. So I know those things are linked. Just weird because uh, it takes for the most part all I can do 
my whole life just to keep a saddle on my issues daily. And then I got to think about all these things golfing. I'll just say this. My brother-in-law told me, won the city championship last year, right? He's no Rudy Poo. He knows golf. Jamie. Yeah. He goes, listen, don't get up there with your checklist and keep your shoulder up and your head down and your feet square and the club. Get up there and hit it. He goes, don't take practice swings. You don't do a checklist with your practice swing. So just get up there and hit it. It's made all the difference in the world. Wow. It's good, good advice, too. Great eh? advice. Just get up there and hit it. And I'm like, is that what you do? We're not talking about me. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, it was a fun weekend and all that. And let's go with the quick six show topics. Please, Director Jordan, because that's why they all came here. I was so distracted this morning. You know what I wrote down here? Number one, weekend NHL turnovers. Whoops. I meant leftovers. So, yeah. Connor McDavid hit 100 points on Saturday night, and the world went nuts. What were you saying, Ryan? Was it, was it technical producer Ryan, the Rock, Rocco here, saying that the NHL is trying to suppress this in some way? What was it? I wasn't really paying attention. What was it? was Clark was saying it, that, that they're not making a big deal out of it. I don't. That was from Clark. I mean, I saw it everywhere Saturday night when McDavid hit 100. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. They had a puck with 100 on. It was a, it's a big deal. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Congratulations, Connor. Maybe they're just going to wait and see how, how high they can go. I mean, reading the NHL's PR page this morning, they weren't even talking about Sunday's games. There were only two games. It was all about tonight. Here's what can, can happen tonight. The Montreal Canadiens only need a point to clinch and eliminate Calgary. Everybody's looking forward to tonight. There's nine games. And then Canada's team... The Vegas Golden Knights, with a win tonight, who they got? We got Colorado tonight, can clinch the division. Their third time in five years. It's insane. Extremely. Like, <laughs> what's, what's the math, three out of five? I'm I, not good on that. No. 60%? Three, well, three out of five is 60%. Yeah, 60% of their existence, they've won the damn division. You know, for me, growing up, the big expansion happened when Nashville and Columbus came into the league. Those teams still haven't won divisions. I mean, Nashville's done pretty good. Columbus, they've had some, but not like this. Yeah. This is blowing everything out of the water. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to everybody over there. Um, I'm just looking at some of the comments here. Larry in Medicine Hat writes in, says, when do you have time to write a column? Usually Sunday morning, but I, uh, I have my phone. I used to carry around back in the day a little notepad, and every time something chick ticked in my mind I would write it down now I just put it in the note portion of my phone and that my column accumulates all week right and then I just wait, write it on the weekend it's not as hard as you think Larry and secondly a lot of people tinker with cars a lot of guys golf for a hobby mine's writing it's not it's not a job for me it's fun so there and Bob's your uncle too many times is that too much I can't get enough of it not yet it's, it's <laughs> close though we're on the line from John Schmidt He says, the more hockey talk, the better. John the Habs fan. Well, then you've come to the right place. Because the Stanley Cup playoffs are, well, they're not upon us, but they're close. We're running into this time now where some teams are done and some have made up games to make up. Like the Flames, they're going to be eliminated tonight. What's the point of playing the last five? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I guess the guy's got to... You got your sponsorships, you got all of that, but it's it's mucky. A little bit. It's right? mucky in the NHL. Well, it's you come down to these games where they don't matter, and you're like wondering why are we playing these games and do we want to risk our guys getting hurt, you know, certain teams and 
Yeah, but you got to get those sponsorship dollars. For sure. That's a fact. It's, it's true. It's the business, the broadcast, the sponsorship, yeah. all of it. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says the Flames are still alive. You keep telling yourself that, Jeff. I saw. I watched Sports Center. I'm not a dummy. Stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. The Flames have to win all five of their last remaining games, and Montreal has to lose like three. I saw it. Uh, the, like again, the magic numbers. Like what? They're done. But you can keep clinging to that if you want. Uh, moving on to point two. Tockett and Torts are out in Arizona and uh, Columbus. We talk about teams that really didn't miss any games. right? So they made the decision. So I talked to the uh, Coyotes people, and the situation there is, from what I understand, literally mutual. It's very rarely mutual. In this case, it was mutual. How many times have I said, it's not going great no. in the Valley, okay, As with a franchise, and Tockett probably deserves better. He's got an almost 500 record in his time there with four seasons. I think it's like 131, 135, and three or something like that. Pretty damn good with a team that's been hot garbage for a decade. And he's like, I ain't for me anymore. Whereas with Columbus, I don't know if you saw the comments from the uh, GM's Jarmo there. He said, we talked and we agreed it's time to move on. It's not as mutual in Columbus as it is in Arizona. That's my long way of saying it. Yeah, it's not. You're right. And is Tortorella maybe a guy who can go into Arizona? I know in Phoenix, they need to have a culture change, right? You need to get this attitude of success and winning and yeah. somebody who can go down there and you know, really change the program. A good head coach can, can go a long way to do that. And for Tortorella in Columbus, I think it's time. Like With coaches like that, he's very firm. He's very old school. You know, you got to earn my respect, but once you have it, that type of thing, and we're going to be hard on players. And he had success. He got him out of the first round. He's, you know, he's got that team. He's a winning record. He, he brought a lot of success there. But there's a shelf life. No matter how much success you have when you're an old school coach, there's a shelf life. And it's usually five to six years. This was six seasons for Tortorella. It's time. So now he's going to go somewhere else. And when you go, when he goes somewhere else, you should know it's going to be five to six years there, and then he'll wear out his welcome. That's how the old school guys are. So it's time for Tortorella. The natural question is, where do they both land? Do they switch places? Does Taka go to Columbus? Does Torts go to Arizona? Who gets a job first? I think Taka would be more, like he's very, very, very well thought of, obviously. And I think that he would, he's not going to be out of work long. And it's not that Torts isn't well thought of, but he comes with a reputation. As you said, an old school guy. Is that, is that what you want? So that's what people will be watching going into the summertime here. By the way, I have a text message come in. Prairie Mobile text line from Sean in Vancouver. He says, the lady secretly ordered me an RP show bunny hug. And it arrived Friday. Very comfortable and wearing it around Vancouver with pride. Awesome. And Bob's your uncle. That's great. Sean, and send us a pic, Sean. Send us a pic or it didn't happen. And thank your lovely lady for uh, ordering that bunny hug from rodpetersonshop.com. See what a great start to the week it is? Amazing. Spending a lot of time on hockey here. I'll just put up the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, who is your heart trophy winner for the 2020-21 season? I have not tweeted it yet, Clark. I apologize. But I think you have it up on Facebook. Matthews, McDavid, Sidney Crosby, or other, and uh, Connors leading with 82%. It was not 
It's not a hard decision, I don't think. We're all voting for Connor McDavid, are we not? I think so. Yeah, okay. So, is there a need to tweet it? Uh, point three that I can settle down in, spend some time in here for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. In the warm-up here, Justin Dunk reports that the province of British Columbia has not cleared the CFL return to play. Now, if you go read it at 3downnation.com, and I, I've had it sent to me like 40 times, and I appreciate it, guys, but to me, it, to me, it isn't breaking news. We talked about it last week. BC's top doctor, Dr. Bonnie Henry, on March 5th said, by this summer, BC could be living a post-pandemic life. And everybody went nuts in BC. And a lot of CFL fans, too. And then a week ago today, she said, no large crowds in Vancouver till next winter. And that was met with crickets. Crickets. Nobody wants to hear that. So... The point of Dunk's article was that, hey, if you watch the TSN draft on Tuesday night, David Naylor reported and Farhan Lalji confirmed or agreed that all six provinces with CFL teams have uh, approved return to play protocols. And Justin Dunk reporting, no, 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 they haven't. BC hasn't. The point of the article was more so that TSN was wrong or misleading. The news was not that I don't think that BC hasn't approved it. I mean, it was the news. But you see where I'm going with this? So that's why when every, I, everywhere I go, and I mean everywhere, it's CFL's playing August 5th, right? Like everywhere. On the straight, Lynch. And I'm just now, sure. I talked to Dunk this morning. I said, I'm tired of reporting this stuff because I'm starting to look like a negative troll. And I'm just reporting what I see, what's right in front of everybody's face. And it feels like the CFL leaders are trying to mislead you or distract you with the actual news. I'm kind of out on it. I'm, I've been biting my tongue for the last few weeks on this. So what, where are you on? What's this breaking news from Justin Dunk? Which it, which it is, but the breaking news is that TSN told you otherwise. That's the news to me. Yeah, we've all been misled before, right? Yeah. And when, when it's something that you want, and you're a CFL fan, we know John Lynch is the biggest Ryder fan of them all. Yeah. When you hear that, your brain triggers these things that blocks Absolutely. everything else out, and you only want to hear that, that, that they're coming back. So you're like, they're coming back. This is so exciting. They're coming back. It's like a parent when you're saying, well, are we going to go to Disneyland? We might go. We might. We're still thinking about it. We might go. You're, the kid only hears, we're going to Disneyland, and starts telling everybody. And the parent's trying to let them down easy. It's, you got to be realistic. Probably not playing. And this news from BC says, look, we're not all on the same page. There's a lot more work that needs to be done. So, And Ontario's worse. And Ontario's <laughs> worse. So I'm just like, what am I missing here? And they've got three teams. And, and by the way, a little furthermore, it's, it's, it's been reported for months, mostly by us and Duncan Arash to a degree, that the CFL leaders can't agree on where to even go with this. Some want to keep, keep the CFL as it is and ha- add the schooners if they can, but be damned with the XFL. Others want to go full-on merger with the XFL because that will save the league. And I've said, I did say to Dunk this morning, I just feel like they're going to fight themselves into the ground. I'm not telling any tales out of school here because I've been saying it on this show for months. And you had a good point about that 
where the XFL fits into all this. this is, I said, would you say this on the air? You said, absolutely, I'll say it. Well, I mean, I don't think The Rock's coming to demolish the CFL, but it's, it reminds me of like the ancient times, right? They're coming up to the gate, the XFL, to, to storm the castle. But then it's like, wait a second, guys, do you hear that? And meanwhile, they're fighting in the castle, killing each other. So the XFL can just sit back. Let them kill each other and then walk in, step over dead bodies, grab the gold, grab the food, grab all the supplies and take over with no war at all. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, look, in Canada, we got to stop fighting each other. And this includes the media. It includes the personnel. It includes players. Stop fighting each other about what matters, what doesn't. And let's start working together to save this thing or at least send a note to the guys that are waiting at the outsides of the gate and say, here's a proposal because... We don't want to have a big war here. It's not going to be good for anybody. Yeah, well, they, it sounds like they're at war, i.e. they can't agree, and the XFL is just going to walk in and pick up the pieces. Hey, Rocco and Clark, I texted you a photo of Sean in Vancouver. A swarthy dude, I might. He sent me a picture of himself awesome. in, uh, in the bunny hug in Vancouver that his lady got him over the weekend. I thought it was mother's. Never mind. Point four, Medina Spirit tests positive for steroids. How about this one? My brother, who's in the horse world, told me last week, he's like, oh, Bobby, Bobby Baffert's in a lot of trouble for horse doping, eh? for doping with a horse. I said, ah, I, don't, I don't know. I just bet on it. I don't follow this stuff. All of a sudden, boom, it comes out on the weekend that the horse that won the Kentucky Derby tested positive for steroids. I'm like, what, what, what did the horse say about this afterwards? Did the horse say, I had no idea what I was putting in my body? He's denied all culpability. The horse, Medina Spirit. Well, you know where my mind immediately went? Where did soup and sal- sandwich? Does this move up in the... Did I get some money here? Soup and sandwich moving on up. <laughs> Looks like good day. So that's, for me, that's the, the question where my mind went, right? Because they've officially um, changed the results. So what about all those people who cashed out with all their winnings? Like, if I, I know you got to give if, it back. If, if I won 100 grand, there's no way you're knocking on my door and I'm giving it back. <laughs> I probably spent it already. And well, Bob I'm, Baffert can put the money back in. Last, did you see how many millions were wagered? It was like $80 million was wagered on the Kentucky Derby. The last I saw, it might have even gone up more just ahead of race time. Integrity, it's a thing. Yeah. It's important. And Bob Baffert, who was Barney Big Nuts around uh, Churchill Downs that day, not so big nuts anymore. Um, and last two quick points, the Blue Jays had dropped two or three, but at Houston on the weekend, but dang, they were exciting. And they're still, well, they're fourth in the American League East, but they're hanging in. They still don't have uh, George Springer anywhere close to 100%. Uh, Point six, big news coming down today. How much can we say about that, Moose? Oh, well, (laughs) not much. You don't have to wait much longer, okay? You don't have to wait much longer. And the guys said they have the photo. This is Sean in Vancouver, a live look in his living room. Look at that stud. Isn't that great? He's got the RP show bunny hug on. He's got his rider hat on. He's got the RP show in the background. He's watching on Game Plus TV, carried by Telus Optic uh, Television in British Columbia. That's awesome. Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. Let's uh, break. And the first of our special guests will join us at, right after this. Are we ready to go with him? Okay, this has been the warm-up for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. We'll return in a moment. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. 
Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. We're live on this Monday morning afternoon to our friends on the East Coast where we're going shortly here. But from some of our viewers, uh, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, I wasn't here Friday, so I wanted to wish a happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. So consider it done, Jeff, the Stamps fan. Chris Bird in Toronto says, nice to see Liram Hiralahu killing it in the Spring League right now. Did you see him, the former CFL kicker, kicking a 59-yard field goal on the weekend? Unreal. In the Spring League, so I'm throwing that out there. Uh, From Oscar on Twitter says, according to ESPN, all bets on the Kentucky Derby were final that day. No worries on paying back money, but no chance at getting money on new winning lineup. Uh, so the winner of the Kentucky Derby is found guilty of steroids. If you got paid out, you got paid out. You could never give it back. There's no way. No, that'd be impossible. Uh, Bob Baffert should have a lifetime ban from horse racing then. Although he has denied all culpability, believe it or not. Like, was that in the pregame scouting sheet when you're placing your bets? No, and I was reading the pregame scouting sheet, by the yeah. way. I was reading you did your homework. a dark horse. Yeah. <clears throat> well, still lost. Uh, so that's some of the comments that are coming in. Let's bring in Darren Burns now from the Moncton Mustangs Maritime Football League. Uh, there he is, Burns. He's, hey, he's upright today. Burns, I don't know if you saw what yeah. we were doing. I don't know if you saw on Saturday. John Frenzy and I watched the game. Loved it. We had you guys on uh, iPad, the Spring League on his big screen, and it was great ball. Man, the, the Mustangs won 24 nothing. I've reported it all. Everybody's seen it. You played 20 snaps, 2.5 tackles. It was a great game. How did you feel about the evening in Moncton? Well, I liked it. You know, the, it was just pretty damn cold to have your first comeback. Um, you know, it was like two degrees with 50-kilometer-hour winds with lots of rain turning to slush. So it was uh, kind of miserable. My hamstring tightened up a little bit, so we decided to shut myself down. Uh, to uh, rest it for next week because St. John is the next week's game. Kind of, you know, something. Well, I'll tell you what. It was broadcast on Facebook Live. Tell your cameraman he did a great job, but you do need announcers. We're, we're very important. Uh, but as far yeah. as the, like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of turnovers in the game. It was sloppy, and I don't think that was because of the players' fault. It was the conditions. I thought the timing was good. Like, how did you yeah. feel about the quality of play for week one? The quality was there. I mean, we're dealing with COVID rules. So it's one football per half. They didn't want to bring in all these other balls and stuff like that. So, um, you know, the ball was like a lead brick by halftime. So it was it was uh, pretty um, uh, difficult to, uh, uh, you know, through being a quarterback or running back or what have you. I mean, our defense, we picked up some turnovers because, I mean, the kids there on uh, Fredericton, they were, you know, the ball was slippery and greasy. Um, I think it would have been a much closer game had the elements uh, – um, been better or a higher scoring game. Uh, you know, Fredericton's got a really good young quarterback that can throw the ball. They've got a couple of pretty good athletes on the team. You know, we're fortunate in that sense, but, uh, you know, it's been a hell of a way for a 57 year old to make a comeback in the middle of a, I don't know what the hell you can go. It's, but sometimes it's better to be minus 10 degrees and no rain than it is to be at zero and wind chill factors and your body just gets cold and it seizes up on you. So, but hey, got the game out of the way. Um, 
you know, our team won. We had a great time with it. So, you know, it's something to build on for the, the rest of the season. I think I, like, I looked up the conditions. I think it was nine degrees in rain, but I never looked at the wind. What, what, what did the wind get up to? You guys must the know. The wind what that got was. down. The wind was uh, fifty kilometers, but the um, the kickoff we were actually four degrees. So I don't know where it was nine because nine wouldn't have been that bad, but it was <laughs> it was bitter, it was bitter cold, like <laughs> you know. Yeah. And when you're on a rotation. Uh, three in and three out, and then the offense gets the ball, and you can go eight minutes, nine minutes without being on the field. Yeah, things start to tighten up. So, you know, it's all good. I was at the gym this morning at 6 a.m. to uh, get on the bike and loosen up the hamstring and get ready. Um, Sunday was a great day for me. Listen, if there's a chance for an endorsement on Icy hole, icy Cold or Icy Hot, sorry, icy hot, they would have yeah. made a killing with me. Yeah, I was I was basically ODing on that on, on Sunday. You and Shaquille O'Neal, I can see it now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, uh, no, Burns, I'm telling you, we we enjoyed the game. One thing was I checked the forecast or the uh, temperature. It was earlier in the afternoon, I think it got up to nine. But yeah. by kickoff, it was probably down oh, yeah. before you, right? It was. And when, like, yeah. When you say well, the at, like one o'clock, I was like, oh, please hang like this, hang like this. I can live with this. But then it's sure enough, as soon as I opened my door to go down to get stadium, get taped, everything turned to crap <laughs> in a hurry. Welcome yeah. to Atlanta, Canada. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, so with the yeah. 20 snaps, that would have been a third of the game you played. So was, was that plan going in? How, how did that rotation get I, decided? I was, to play the, I was planning to play the full game, but it ha- like just before half, my hamstring tightened up. And if you were watching the game there, I just kind of pulled up a bit. And I just couldn't really um, – couldn't I couldn't up. Like the trainers tried everything and stuff like that. And it was just like a tight softball on the back of my hamstring. So – we just felt it was just best to just shut me down for the rest of the game. Um, and just, you know, there's uh, seven seven more games left in the season. So there's uh, plenty of football left in the point of blowing my load on the on opening game and then being one and done, which is that's definitely not what I wanted to do here. So, you know, the kids on the team played harder. My defensive line, they're a bunch of savages. So it was uh, it was uh, it was great to see the kids play and they played hard and we won the game. So, um, you know, it's been a real special journey for me with everyone that supported me, especially you guys. Um, we've been getting a great message out. Um, you know, I did a post this morning where I thank the thousands of people that have literally uh, been there for me, you know, and uh, you guys are a big part of that. Um, my family is you know, uh, I, I was thinking on Monday, before, uh, Saturday, before my, my years plaque to my teammates, nine and through the Burlington Brave, crazy Ottawa, which a lot of support the tunes, but we were one hell of a football team. Actually, we tr- we wanted to play the Ottawa Rough Riders in a game and give the money to charity, and they refused to play us. So we had a pretty good team. We had 35 guys on the roster that played in the CFL, so we all had a little bit of a attitude when it came towards the CFL because we were all cut for various reasons or what have you. So uh, that was a great time. And then, again, doing three decades with the Moncton Mustangs. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a going down memory lane. And, um, you know, it was it also gave me a bit of closure with Bruce. Yeah, well, congratulations on finishing the game. Look, everybody wanted to know how you made out. And when they saw that it was just hamstring, they're like, that's it? So good for you for not yeah. – you, you fit in. You fit in. And the yeah. Maritime Maritime well, I mean, Football League's got a lot more followers now than it did before this. Yeah, and, you know, like it just for me, it was just like if it was just me with the hamstring, but there were about, you know, seven or eight hamstrings or calf pulls during the game, so I didn't feel so bad. I, I kind of felt like I was in the 20-year-old mark because uh, <laughs> they were dropping like flies as well. So it was, it was not a fun game to come back after uh, 
after, uh, uh, you know, well, for myself, 10 years, but everyone else, two years from not playing. You know, my son Taylor was, you know, giving me advice on um, what to do to get myself ready for the game. So I, I listened to it, but even that didn't even help. So, um, you know, it's been, uh, it, it, was a, it was a challenge to get ready for the game, let's say that. But, you know, hey, we got it done. We made a little history on, uh, I'm the first guy to play competitive football in six decades. Uh, you know, I've had, uh, it's been a great ride. Um, I'm hoping that we can carry this on and get a little bit of momentum and give me a shot, uh, like I said, not to take a spot in the CFL so that everyone get up their diapers in an uproar. It's basically to, um, you know, bring an acknowledgement and uh, uh, um, uh, an audience to child abuse. Um, I think the Argus should do something for Bruce. He was a hell of a person. He was great in the community. Uh, he was a leader. He's one of the top 100. With him passing with his uh, pancreatic cancer in 2013, the Argus haven't done anything yet. I think that's uh, that needs to be addressed. Um, I know that the, <laughs> there are more people at Bruce's funeral than sometimes in Argo game. So um, I think that they would be uh, they would do him right by doing that. And uh, you know, being me being that first kid that he helped off the street, you know, they deserve it. They, he deserves to have some some sort of uh, a mention from the Argos. So no doubt. let's just see what happens. With that. And uh, guys like you pushing the pushing narrative of all this, uh, you know, it's been great. I want to thank Leo from the CFL alumni. I want to thank uh, Jim Mullins from uh, Football Canada for the awards that I was given on uh, on Saturday. I would like to have had it done on the field, but it was too damn cold. Everyone was running into the locker room. So I, I got the awards given to me inside the locker room, but it was great. I had my, my defensive line unit with me. Uh, those pictures have been out on social media. So all in all, it felt great. I didn't look like a 57-year-old man on the field. That's what counts. So all those naysayers, they can pound sand now. <laughs> hey, Bernsey, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Uh, keep sending me your results, the photos. I'm covering it. There's not much else going on. So uh, we got to no, and, and also, And also, Rod, we want to get you. We're still going to get you guys out here. Moncton Chrysler's been a huge sponsor. I know... Rosie and Drew are really um, uh, pleased with the coverage that you gave them on uh, on Friday. So I think you found a new partnership there. Um, Thank you. They're really excited. I spoke to them today, so they're they're actually listening right now. So I think that um, all in all, we're going to get you guys butts down here. Hopefully, uh, for the end of the season, the playoffs that will happen at some point here. As soon as the politicians get their skirts untied, tied up, untied a little bit, and relaxed, we will. Uh, We'll get uh, get you guys out here and uh, have a weekend, and I'm sure that Moncton Chrysler will be there to support it. So, again, I, I want to thank Moncton Chrysler for all their support that they've uh, given. I want to thank you guys. I want to thank the other media outlets that have been helping me uh, get this narrative out. And most importantly, I want to thank the fans. You betcha. All right, Darren, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful partnership. We'll chat soon. Keep it going. Okay. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye now. Darren Burns from the Moncton Mustangs. What a story. Uh, where are we here? What's Ryan McCarthy meaning in Saratoga, New York, when he says, can confirm? Oh, what Bernsey said earlier in the, yes. in the interview. Yes, I didn't, yeah. As you say, as long as I don't say it or you don't say it, we're good. That's right. Bob's your uncle. Bob's your uncle. How about J- that? J- from Jason Terrace, the coach of the Mustangs. Bernsey, keep up the icy hot all week, brother. <laughs> I haven't used that in a long time. Uh, I haven't played competitive sports in a long time. That's right. So don't use Icy Hot and then go immediately to the bathroom. Did that. Ooh. You know what I'm saying, right? Stings. You know what I'm saying? It stings. Oh, it stings. Yes. Darren Workman watching on YouTube says, hello from Salt Lake City, Utah. 
Loved the first weekend of the Spring League. Somewhat sloppy, but only one week of practice before games. Being broadcast on Fox shows a great interest in spring football. And maybe we should talk about that when we come back, dupes. Um, Because I'm sitting in Lynch's basement at a South Regina palatial estate. And we got the Spring League up on the big screen. We got the uh, Moncton Mustangs on the iPad. And Lynch was like, this is pretty good. And it was pretty good. The senior. I said, what do you think about the Spring League, Lynch? Oh, they're very good. (laughs) That was pro ball. He was a doubter. Wasn't he? Yeah, he didn't. He had never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> they're pro ballers. So, anyways, we'll talk about all that. And and uh, where is it? EGA watching on YouTube says I've had enough of the CFL and their false pretenses, false statements, giving false hope to a season played in 2021. That's in reference to the story from Justin Dunk today at ThreeDownNation.com. We'll talk about all of that in a sports update when we come back. You're watching the RP Show on a Monday. Game Plus TV. YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at RodPeterson.com. Listen live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. What? This comment from Phil on YouTube. <laughs> he says, I ate hot wings at the bar one Friday after work, then went home and got romantic with my wife. Bad idea, if you know what I mean. Uh, the icy hot thing. How about that? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> what the icy hot? It stings. How about that? Hot sauce stings, too. And by the way, the guy that I was with using the Icy Hot was Kevin Carius. Do you know Kevin Carius yeah, from the Global, Global Edmonton? Yeah, legend. Former teammates we were. Really? On the Bombers. And uh, we used Icy Hot, the two of us. <laughs> and then I went to the bathroom, and Bob wasn't my uncle after that. <clears throat> Alcohol might have been involved, too. You were saying, uncle. Uncle. <laughs> Oh my God! Make it stop. How do you get rid of that? Make it stop. How do you get rid of that? And once you start, you can't stop. No. Sports update: Alex DeBrinket scored twice in the Chicago Blackhawks welcomed fans back to the United Center with a 4-2 victory over the Dallas Stars Sunday. Chicago hosted a crowd of 3,820 for its first home game with fans in almost 14 months. The Blackhawks are the most recent U.S.-based NHL team to open their doors to the public during the COVID-19 pandemic. I told you I was on the show last night with Brady Leavold from the Puck Support Network and his podcast, Hockey to Hell and Back. He said how much he enjoys the junior hockey coverage on the show. And he speaks for a lot of people. They're loving it. Mm-hmm. So do you want to know what happened in the queue last night? Of course. Pierre-Eric Dubé scored the winning goal on the power play and the Chicoutimi Saganin beat the Quebec Rempart 3-2 in the playoffs. The Sags took a 2-0 lead in the best-of-five quarterfinal series and can complete the sweep tonight in Quebec City. Is this Patrick Waugh's last game on the bench of the Quebec City Rempart? Ooh. <laughs> Good call. Could be tonight. And if you wonder why so many of us are so happy going back to work in major junior hockey, you're looking at two of them. Ask Patrick Waugh. It's a wonderful life. It's a hard life, but it's a wonderful life. That's right. 
Meanwhile, Cedric DeRusso scored twice as the Charlottetown Islanders took a 2-0 series lead over the Acadie Bathurst Teton, courtesy of 7-5 win Sunday. The Teton will attempt to stave off elimination during Game 3 Tuesday night. I did not successfully stave off a workout this morning, Darren. How about you didn't, that? eh? No. Good for you. Do you remember, was it a year ago that we were saying sports is the only time you hear the term stave? It's the only time I staved off washing the dishes last night. <laughs> I know. Which it's, I didn't also do that either. It was Mother's Day, so. And it feels like, you know, only in hockey, too. You don't see it in football. Or NBA playoffs. Or NBA playoffs. You really don't. Staved off elimination. Yes, yeah, staved. Like, look it up. It's not really a term I we staved use. off getting a speeding ticket on the ring road this morning. Anyways, back to more important things. Kyle Tucker hit a three-run homer and tied a career high with four runs batted in as the Houston Astros held on for a 7-4 win over the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto starter Nate Pearson allowed four hits and was done in by a career-high five walks in his first start of the season. He'll be all right. Medina Spirit's victory in the Kentucky Derby is in serious jeopardy because of a failed post-race drug test, one that led Churchill Downs to suspend Hall of Fame trainer Bob Baffert in the latest scandal to plague the sport. Baffert denied all wrongdoing and promised to be fully transparent with the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission during its investigation. Listen, I want to hear from the horse. What does he have to say? Will they put peanut butter under his lips? (laughs) So he can talk. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I was doing. Ed, right? How about that? Mr. Ed? Yeah, Mr. Ed. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. <laughs> Rory McIlroy is a winner again. After 18 long months, McIlroy closed with a 68 for a one-shot victory in the Wells Fargo Championship. It was his third win at Quail Hollow and the 19th of his career on the PGA Tour. I'm smiling because I was watching this event on Saturday, and I told you guys in the break, I broke out laughing after a tee shot, and Cindy said, what are you laughing at? I'm saying, are you... You wouldn't understand. The guy just teed off, and it was a baba booey. <laughs> Which, like, how long does it take to explain why that's so funny and the history of that? Yeah, and by the time you do, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> no. like, right? Well, we're just so immature. Uh, it's a Howard Stern thing. Baba booey. Seattle Seahawks receiver DK Metcalf made a respectable go of his 100-meter race at USA Track and Field's Golden Games in California. Metcalf finished ninth out of nine runners, but posted a good time of 10.37 seconds. This sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Restaurants opening here in this town, the Sweatpants Capital, on a week from today. Mm-hmm. If they can just get through to that. Um, Where else? Coming up next segment is the viewer takeover. And we do have some really big news uh, coming up in hour two. And special guests. But you can write us at 306-840-8777. That is 306-840-8777. Can I just say this on the CFL thing? It's in the Quick 6 show topics. My point three was Justin Dunk reports. This is going like wildfire around football from 3downnation.com, that the province of BC has not cleared the CFL's return to play, despite the fact last Tuesday TSN on their draft coverage said that all six provinces have. 
And so we're just kind of debating that over coffee this morning. My, th- I'm, I'm not really in the middle. I'm more on Dunk's side. I'm like, how could you possibly have thought they'd cleared it when the top doctor says they will have no crowds and the CFL said they won't play without crowds until next winter? There's just no way. And where I'm incredibly disappointed is, A, the misleading nature that appears to be going on here by the CFL leaders, and two, that they wouldn't bite the bullet, to use the Larry Smith term, the former uh, Alouette's great and current conservative senator in Ottawa, that the owners need to bite the bullet and have a season for the sake of the sport. Especially when you got Dave Strew sitting in here, the Regina Pats head coach, who said, and I'm sure he told you in your office after, that the players daily express their gratitude for the league finding a way to play, for not flushing their careers down the drain. And the CFL has not done. They won't bite the bullet to pay the, pay the money to play. Despite you just saw that in Moncton they're playing 12-on-12 tackle football. Did you watch, by the way? They oh, yeah. were banging. Oh, yeah. I was watching. So they could do it. They just don't want to. You got about 45 seconds to wrap that up. But it's true. They don't want to. They don't want to play without fans. And that's their right. Sure. You know, to, it's their business to be able to do that. There's, it's not a you know, public service. Um, it's not a charity. And these guys aren't you know, drawing a massive amount of fans that they can or can't play that it would be dictated by fans. But the CFL is a big business, and they don't want to pay to play without fans. That's just the end of the day. That's the decision. And if you were a player and the coaches that I'm that are my guys, <clears throat> how'd you like to be them? Oh. That is that is the leaders doing what's best for the leaders, not what's best for the workers. That's right. And that is very sad. On the Moderna spirit story from Ricky G. Sorry, Ricky Ricky Regina, Ricky Kazama watching from Ballers. He says they got it right from the horse's mouth. <laughs> We'll be right back with viewer takeover. <laughs> I like that. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, kudos to our good man, Ian Duffy, from Global Television. Breaking news today. Let me call it up on my Twitter. Uh, Here it is. Ian Duffy from Global Television. According to sources, Bruce Urban is selling the Saskatchewan Rush to the owner of the WHL Saskatoon Blades, Mike Priestner. Deal expected to be announced soon with an even bigger NLL announcement to come. Um, I believe it's 11 a.m. Mountain that's coming out, right, Darren? It's my, my understanding, yes. And do you want me to stop right there? No, it's out now. <laughs> okay. I think, right? Yeah, so Colin Priestner, who's the president of the Saskatoon Blades... We'll be with us coming up in hour two of the program to discuss this sale. Now, the fit has hit the shan in a way. We were going to go into view or takeover, but now this. We thought it was being announced at 11. The Saskatchewan Rush, of which I'm a season ticket holder, they're a partner of this show, have been sold by the Urban family to the Priestner family, who owns the Saskatoon Blades. And hang on, guys, with the photo. I want you to pull it, put it up in a minute, not yet. 
So I have a personal email here from Bruce Urban. Um, I'll just read it in order here. Congratulations, Rod, in, on the success and growth of the Rod Peterson Show. You, Darren, and the gang have set an exceptional standard for sports talk, not only in Saskatchewan, but the entire country. You should all be very proud of what you have accomplished so far and keep up the amazing work. Tomorrow, this came in yesterday, it will be announced that ownership of the Saskatchewan Rust organization has been transferred to the Priestner family. The Priestners value success on the playing field and in the community, just as we do. Our family moves on to the next chapter, feeling very grateful for what was built and achieved here in Saskatchewan. Thank you for being a wonderful advocate for our team, league, and sport. Your kind words and coverage have not gone unnoticed. We hope to cross paths in the future. Stay safe and stay healthy. Yours in lacrosse, Bruce, Cindy, and Brandon Urban. Can you put that up, guys? This, this got me in the feels. I know. That's the Urban family right there. Bruce, the dad, who was the author of this email, Cindy, the mom, Brandon, the son. They have sold the Saskatchewan Rush. Four titles! They're the New England Patriots of the NLL is what they are. And uh, they're moving on. And I did what, what precipitated the email, by the way, was I said, I'm a little devastated here, guys. But I'm happy if you're happy. And for their own reasons, it's, to- it's time. In life, it's time. Everybody, right? yeah, and it's different for everybody. And sometimes yeah. when you know, you know, and sometimes you don't know it's coming, right? And then when it happens, you know it's the right thing to do. And, you know, congratulations to the Urbans. I mean, they've done a great job with that organization, both in Edmonton and in Saskatoon. The success they've had, the impact they've made in the community. And now as it goes to the priest organized, you know, family mm-hmm. and, and what they've done, they made a commitment to Saskatchewan and to Saskatoon, and this is furthering that commitment, right, to, to grow, and I like it. I like the direction that they're headed. Uh, Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, writes in and says, does this mean the NLL is coming back to oil country? What, maybe for a neutral site game? No, they, the Saskatoon Blades have bought the Saskatchewan Rush. Boom. They're not going anywhere. There is more to the story. And that's, it's actually funny. DG from Saskatoon writes in and says, Morning, guys. Not sure how I feel about this morning's special announcement. Time will tell. But if it was going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm sure a lot of people are eager to hear it when the news drops at 11 o'clock. How does he know? Who is, who is this guy? So it's dropped. Crazy. Uh, from Jim... Wagner, morning RP Nation, great variety of sports on the weekend. What, some spring league, Jays, NHL, curling. It was a sports buffet. Shout out to Kirby and the crew at Suds. Kirby was right in there cleaning with the crew. Love that place. Take care, all. That's from Jim Wagner. Kirby at Suds is like Paul around here. They get their elbows dirty. They get, right? They're right in there on the front lines. That's why we work with these guys. Uh, what did you say, Clark? So, four, 45 now. So, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, that just makes me angry that the CFL is not being honest. I don't believe anything they say anymore. If you want all my thoughts on that, go to rodpeterson.com right now. It's my commentary today. I've been sitting over here biting my tongue for the last couple of weeks because I know what's being put out there is not what the truth is. And I don't want to be that guy. Okay, we'll continue this next hour. Ah, from Darnell from Rockstar Supply Chains. I'm not sure I like the sale of the rush. It is what it is, Darnell. We'll talk about it next hour with special guests. 
For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.